Blog Talk Radio. Blessings, 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 and a gracious good afternoon to you. I pray that you are having an incredible day in the Lord, and God is just blessing you with his presence, because that's what it is all about. Welcome to the It's Real Radio broadcast. We have not been on the air for a few weeks because of travel schedules and just a whole lot of things going on. I've uh, relocated back to, well, I never left Vegas this last time, but I've been in Atlanta for a long period of time. And so now I'm back home and I'm grateful and just, you know, getting back into the swing of things and traveling. And I, there's just been one thing after another for the past four weeks, but we thank and praise God. I I hope you missed us. Amen. I hope you missed us, but know that we definitely missed you, and we are so grateful and so thankful to once again be in the airwaves and broadcasting the favor and the glory of God, because that's what we want you to take away from every broadcast, that you are favored by God and that you are embracing his glory. So all of that being said, my beautiful co-host is on the line, and I'm going to let her say her hellos. Hey there, girl. Hey, beautiful. I really thank God. Raining for about six days straight so far here. We've still been having Ooh. rain, but I love it. I don't care. Yeah. It's God. Like it. you're saying, <laughs> I heard you up, down, sideways since we've last spoke. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that that's leading to the topic today of how we feel Amen. about it. So hello, beautiful, and hello, everyone, and praise God. And we pray you get something out of it and you can take with you. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I wrote it as this, but I'm going to let you expound on it because it's really in your heart. And let me say this. I know that we talk to our listeners a lot about value and how they value themselves, but I think that it is just um, invaluable information to make sure that they have in their spirit who they are, how important they are, and above all else, whose they are. So you sent me the topic. I wrote it as this, and I said, what value do you possess, and by what are you gauging or measuring it? So that's how I wrote it into today's topic. But I'm going to let you share your your heart on what, what God is giving you. Wow, sis, I love the way you reworded that. And not even reword, but the way it was supposed to be been said as a confirmation. You know, it, we do start off believing that we value ourselves. But how do we value ourselves? What do we measure it on? Are we measuring it by the car that we drive, the clothes that we wear? Are we measuring it by how our hair looks, our nails done? Are we measuring it by those different things? Because sometimes we do. Do we measure it by the church we go to and what level we are at church? Or do we, love, uh, do we measure it by how something our mother or our fathers would still? Because, see, that's very passionate to me. It's still so easy to walk into the past. When things doesn't look good for the future, you think, then you begin to look at the past again. So are you still looking at yourself mm-hmm. how someone 
once looked at you, a relationship, past relationship, someone in your family, uh, uh, used to be friend. How are you viewing yourself today? And that's why mm-hmm. I, I said what I did. Is it about your bank account? Is it the, how, what your position is on your job? Because it's so easy to get caught up in that. But it's not, and it shouldn't be. It should be valued that God has redeemed us and bought us with a price. So wherever you are, because I get mixed up. I get Go ahead, so, sweetie, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I get so mixed up and sometimes, and sometimes it's so easy to be confused. You know, I like to be open with myself first. Sometimes you're on your job, and after a while it gets grim just doing the same old thing, and all of a sudden people are not looking at you the same or maybe not saying the same thing about you, and maybe you're walking in a state of not-so-great days right now. And Like I said, it's raining right now every day, but it's raining in your life every day. So that's my passion mm-hmm. right now. How do you do yourself? Sometimes we have to, someone told me, you know, I don't feel good today. You know, I like to have my hair done and my nails done. And that's what makes me feel really good. I thought you are so lost then. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying to you, period. So how do you view yourself? How are you looking at yourself? What's your value? Are you valuing about what you're obtaining on this earth? Are you looking at your value about what you should be storing up, and that's treasures in heaven? Amen. Amen. Absolutely. It's um, there. I I find, um, and I was talking to someone recently about this, that a lot of our value in us as children growing up. And I think that we need to be mindful as parents and grandparents and aunties and uncles and siblings, um, what we're speaking into the children around us us lives, you know. Um, Children have a tendency to emulate the adults in their lives. And if they see the significant people um, in their lives devaluing who they are, then they will tend to grow up with a distorted view of who they are. Same way with teachers, pastors even. You know, I've seen pastors get in a pulpit and just tear their people down, never building them up, just tearing them down. Um, just, you know, everybody's going to hell. There's no hope for anybody, you know, um, never, never speaking on, on the, the to be valued, um, never telling them what the proper measuring rod is for their life and for their value. And I think it, it bears saying, and, and you know, you and I, we talk about this a lot on the show, but I think it bears repeating because, um, Repetition is the mother of all instruction. And if you hear something over and over again, prayerfully you will get it in your spirit and you will believe it, okay? What we really, I know from my heart, and I believe it's likewise for you, sis, is what we really want you guys to start to do when we talk about your self-worth and your value is to look internally, to what do you see when you look inside of you. I'm not talking about what you see in the mirror, okay? And we'll talk about that shortly. But I'm talking, what do you see inside of you? What do you see that governs your thought pattern about yourself? What is your feelings about the person you are inwardly? Because I promise you, if you are devaluing who you are internally, it is going to be an external expression of that. You're not going to give value to yourself on the outside if you have no value for yourself on the inside. Allowing society to be your measuring rod and that by which you're gauging who you are, gauging whether or not you're successful, gauging whether or not you're beautiful, gauging whether or not you have arrived, then you're using the the complete 
opposite measurement piece than what God has said. Because society will have you all jacked up. The television will tell you that if your skin is not of a certain hue, you're not beautiful. If your hair is not of a certain length, you're not beautiful. If you are a certain size and you're not a size five or six, you're not beautiful. The society and the, the vision that it paints that, unfortunately, we as children take as gospel and as the truth of who we are distorts how we see ourselves. And if you, if you cannot value who you are inside, then you will have a very hard time sowing value into the next generation. Amen. That's why Amen. it's so important that we get a handle on who we are. Go ahead. Wow, sis, I, you, you can do the whole show because you, what you're speaking is just so the truth. And I keep bringing it up, sis, because I see so much of it still. And, you know, you look, and I remember how long it took me. I remember, see, people don't realize that value begins in forgiving yourself. It's not about mm. forgiving other people around you. It's forgiving yourself. And see, mm. some people go, what do you mean? It was them that did something to me. It was them. Well, forgive yourself for any harm. Forgive yourself for any role that you played. Sometimes the hardest person to see is yourself. So, mm. you know, sometimes we'll hide it behind drugs, or sometimes we'll hide it behind alcohol, or sometimes we'll hide it behind laughter, or sometimes we'll hide it behind like you say in our hair, our makeup, our everything. Tati mad. What Tati mad about? I'm putting Tati out. Hold on. <laughs> said, hold on. I didn't mean for you to stop talking. <laughs> oh, forgive me. <laughs> no, but you know, but just I didn't, you know, I didn't really know really run to latch it back on. You know, we gotta come out because we keep getting stuck because it seems like our jobs are not changing or our situations are not changing and our relationships may not be changing. You know, I'm thinking about graduation going on and and different things. If you have children and things are happening, maybe yours is doing good or maybe the other one's not doing good. And you're you're valuing yourself on that. Well, you have to understand that what your kids, your their their decisions are not your mistake. Their decisions that mm-hmm. is their own decisions of what they do, not because of something mm-hmm. you've done mm-hmm. necessarily. Mm-hmm. See, you keep looking. I keep looking back. Three different generations of children, all three of my daughters, and each situation I was in a different place, a different time, and a different way in my life. So I did with mm-hmm. what I did with the tools that I had at that moment with my first one. And as I became a little bit wiser and maybe a little bit indifferent, then my second one and then my third one. And then when you look back, then you realize, wow, what did I really do? Well, you gave life. And what you did was the best that you could. And that's a lot of times the reason why as parents, as friends, as sisters, as brothers, as whatever we are, we have to forgive ourselves. And we have to start knowing that. You know, your sister may have an attorney's degree, and you may just be working at a hotel or working, you know, at, a, at just a normal job, mediocre job, but you still have value. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. how big the pulpit is if you're using it to for the glory of God. And that's really what it's all about. Your pulpit don't have to be in the largest church. Yours can be in a park. Yours can be in a job. Are you utilizing it? Because that's your value. And in God's eyes, your value is great not the way the man sees it. I think value has to start with knowing whose you belong to, whose you are, okay? Um, Because when you understand whose you are, when you understand the value, the great value that God placed upon you, that he thought you were valuable enough to step out of deity into the earth realm and suffer and die for you, then I think that shifts your perception of your value. But if you don't recognize and understand that he had such great value upon you, um, you won't understand the value within you. 
I say this because if you if you have embraced him as your father, if you've accepted Christ as your elder brother and your Lord, because you can't you can't embrace God the Father as your father if you don't as your Lord. Because accepting him as your Lord causes you to be back in right standing and fellowship with the Father. He came to reconcile us back unto the Father. So before we can go any further in you assessing your value and understanding who you are and what great value you actually do possess, you have to start there. You have to start there because if you don't start there, you're going to value yourself and you're going to measure yourself by, again, what society says. So in order to get your mindset, we've got to retrain ourselves, Tam. We've got to retrain how we think. We've got to, because how a man think it, as a man think it, so is he. So if his thought is, that, you know, he everything that he has, he's done himself. If his thought is anything that's going to happen in his life is going to be because of his efforts, if that's his thought, then he has not embraced the fact that if it were not for God who thought you into existence before the foundation of the earth was laid and then prepared a host a host, a tabernacle for you to fit in and pushed you into this earth realm so that you could fulfill a purpose. If you haven't gotten to that place yet, then you haven't realized your value is. Amen. You've not tapped into that place of perception that says, I was in existence before the foundation of the earth was laid, and I was so valuable to my creator that he put all these things in place, all these billions of years just for me to come into existence at this point in time because of my great value and my purpose for this moment. Amen. 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 So we have to change. We have to shift our thinking. We have to recognize and understand who we are, how we got here, and why we're here, if we're going to properly appreciate our value. Let me ask you now, a question, I, I've never. Sure. No, please forgive me, and, and maybe you can really lead into it. But just for the people that are listening, if I have to say to you, if how do I change my way of thinking when I've been thinking this way for so long? Because a lot of times, like you're saying, you have it's by the renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? How do you change your way of thinking when you've been around negative things or negative people? How would you say to one to do that? I would say forget everything you've ever learned. Forget everything you've ever heard. And recognize that you have to unlearn all that you've learned so you can learn what you don't know. You have Ooh, to you enter yourself. You have to... yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. I don't know what I said, no. Uh, <laughs> you have to get to that place of unlearning what you think you know so that you can learn what you don't know. Powerful. We have to empty ourselves. We have to empty our, our thought patterns. We have to empty our hearts. We have to empty our preconceived notions about ourselves. We have to empty all of that out. We have to get rid of it. We have to just, okay, I I have to look myself in the mirror. This is for that person, like you said, that says, how do I change what I've always thought or where I've always been? I want you to go to a mirror, look in the mirror, and that person that looks back at you, I want you to say, hi, my name is, nice to meet you. Tell me about yourself and allow that person to be open to hear what God will say about you because it's different. It's different. We have, again, we have been so um, kind of institutionalized, so to speak, and, and the institution is this earth realm, okay? We have been brainwashed so to believe that just because the television tells us, then it's so. We have been brainwashed to believe because the news outlets and the, and the people who create ads and magazines said that this is beautiful, then it's so. Amen. We got to unlearn all of that. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's so sad because I see people, you know, come in all the time on my job now, and I see with these gold grills in their mouths and, you know, your chains on and different things. And not just that, you know. I see them buying expensive watches and just different things and look knockoffs and look like the real things just so you can act like and pretend like you got it going on. We put ourselves in debt, stress ourselves out to drive cars and live in houses. We know we can't afford just so we can look like we got it going on. But God said in the word of God, why are you building your earthly treasures and stored up on this earth? Truly when they get, can get tossed and burned in a fire and withered away. See, what I'm trying to say is because, see, I get too. I get caught up. I ain't going to even lie. Like you're saying, sis, we, we say all the time, be careful what you see, be careful what you say, be careful what you do, be careful what you hear. Man, sometimes I have to turn on TV, and I don't really, I'm not a big TV watcher, and I thank God for that. It kind of fades out, but you got to watch it even on the Internet, and you got to get rid of some of that yeah. stuff. You got to stop. You got to deprogram yourself because you really mm-hmm. think that. Mm-hmm. You know, if I have this or if I have that, I'm going on. So I know what it's like mm. when you can sell your body or cheat yourself or rob yourself out of your life just to obtain what you think is called value to get it faster than mm. what you think God is delivering it to you for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We need to pay attention and wake up, people. We all need to wake up. It's an everyday battle. Please believe me. Every day you wake up, is a battle. Every day. If you have an addiction, every day you wake up and you don't have that addiction. Every day you wake up and you don't do it. Every day you know that that's a fight. That's just like different things mm-hmm. in your life, just like what you're saying. You know, if I had mm-hmm. to go by sometimes other deep religious ways that my family values yourself on, then I would be really lost when I first had to realize mm-hmm. I had to break tradition and not believe all mm-hmm. the hype. And I, it, I wasn't what they spoke into my life, that I had to speak new life into myself, into my situation, mm-hmm. into my circumstances. So amen mm-hmm. on that, sis. That's real. Who are you really? That's that's where you start. Who are you really? Are you just a makeup of words that have been spoken? People that didn't care about you? Are you just a shell of a person? Or are you God's creative being? Think about that. He created you in his image and in his likeness. And you know, since I say this all the time, God don't make no junk. He don't make trash. You better come on. And the things that we are striving for to think that it enhances our value is rubbish. If the the streets of heaven are paved with gold and you're trying to get some asphalt to measure your worth. Really? Come on now. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all that dwell within. The cattle on a thousand hills belongs to him. Do you think your father has issue about you having nice things? Not at all. But the problem comes when the things have you. When the things have more valuable more value to you than the creator of the things. That's where we have a problem. It's not in because you got a beautiful home and you drive a great car. Hello, I wish that all. I believe all children of God should. That's personally me, but that's because, and the reason I believe that is because I believe that God created us to rule and to reign, which is what his word says, and so therefore we should be in places of influence and be at the top of our game and no matter what it is that we're doing. If, it's, if, if we're a street sweeper, then we should be the best street sweeper out there because everything Amen. we're doing, we're doing in a sense of excellence. If we are a dishwasher. We are the epitome of a dishwasher because what we're doing, we're doing it in excellence. And your giftings will make room for you. And it will put you before a great man. And it will open doors on your behalf. So I say this in all humility. It is not about the job that you do. It is in how you do the job. 
And if you do the job, I promise you, a restauranteur will sit back and watch how well and the pride you take in washing those dishes and say, you know what, I have something better for you because of your diligence in what you do. So don't tell me that your value is upon your status on your job or your status in life. No, your value is in within you, and what are you putting forth? What are you doing, whatever you're doing, in a spirit of excellence? Because if you are, then that gift, that gift of, of sweeping the floor, that gift of cleaning toilets, that gift of washing dishes will make room for you and put you in front of great men. So never devalue your stature, but never be so caught up in that status okay, that you don't open yourself up for what God wants to use you in. I'm serious. I'm not trying to climb a corporate ladder. I don't have to climb it. God will make provision for me and open a door before me for me to do what it is he's called me to do. You know, I have an entrepreneurial spirit, okay? So I've worked a job since I was 13 years old. I do work jobs, but I also have a business. And the job I'm working right now, I'm doing it to feed my business because I actually work for the parent company that actually feeds the business that I started with orders until that, that company gets to a place where it can stand on its own. So don't, don't, don't limit yourself. Don't limit yourself. Please, 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 little girls, little girls, because grown-up women are nothing but, but little girls. Grown-up men are nothing but little boys. There's always that child within us that is struggling with something from our past. So little girls and little boys, see who God created you to be. Don't be Amen. stuck in where you've been. You can't move forward if you're stuck in where you've been. Release it, let it go, and let God do what only he can do in your life. And that's how you gauge your success. That's how you gauge your value. You are here, did not have that, you would not be alive. Amen. Because you, Amen. your creation began in the mind of the creator for purpose and destiny. He didn't just think you up just on a whim just to be doing something. He imagined you doing a specific something. He imagined you having influence over specific lives so that his kingdom would be established and expanded in this earth realm. He could have put you on a different planet. Do you know how many galaxies there are out there? And it is documented there's life on other planets. But he put you on this planet at this point in time because he has need of you here and now. There's your value. There's your value. Deep. We tend to limit, we limit, we limit the thought pattern of God. We limit we it. We got to stop you know doing what? that. Why do you think we do that, though? If I had to ask you a question, why do you think we limit um, what God can truly do? Um, because we see him we, through our eyes instead of through his. I like that. So how would you, if you talk to the audience out there, how would you ask them how do you ask God to open up the eyes of your heart and truly let you see what is meant for you to see? Not what others is meant for you to see about yourself, but for what you need to see about yourself. You said it early in the show, by the renewing of your mind. And how do you renew your mind? By the word of God. It will take you back to you've got to get in the word. Because, see, you can find yourself in the book. When you find him in the book, you will find yourself in the book. But if you never get in the book, you don't know you're in the book, so you never find yourself. Amen. 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 I need everybody to hear what my sister is saying. See, it's easy to turn on the TV. And before you know it, you're sitting in front of that television, and you don't even realize it. You become the uh, housewives, the drama that it brings. 
for the uh, um, in, in, um, uh, um, empire. Now you want to go and do something fast to get your life on a fast start so you can wear the furs. See, we look at um, different things, uh, ministers on TV, and I'm not saying that that's not your gift, but you think that you look at them and think that that's how they started, but they had to start at the bottom just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. So you need to be able Mm -hmm. to know the story before you want the glory. See, I used to ask for Mm, things all the time and think, that's easy, I can do that. There ain't nothing hard to do, that corporate job, but then until you in it and God place you in it, now you realize that you just can't get it by the way you look. Or the way you or 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 what you say out your mouth, but you really got to perform the job. See, know what you're asking for before you start asking. See, we always think that we want this perfect husband or this perfect wife or this perfect job or this perfect home or this perfect car. Everything on this earth has a problem, a situation, or something going on with it, a drama that carries a lot of times with it. But if you find yourself, as much as you watch television or much as you keep up with social media and the drama that goes on, find yourself at least 30 minutes a day. Make a pact with yourself to get up in the morning or early in the morning or before you go to bed at night to truly ask God, show me. Because I don't know. In this Mm -hmm. great big world, there's so many influences. There's so many people out there that's influencing you. The ones that don't even know they're doing it and the ones that will be willing to do it just to lead you astray. We're like Mm -hmm. sheep right now to the slaughter. You got to understand what's going on. It's not a time to be so um, la, 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 so, so long. Please hear me. I was a person that thought as I, I was angry and hurt and things happened to me, then I began to think that the world and someone owed me something. And then you walk in Mm -hmm. that and you realize you're not getting anywhere and you're not getting anything done. Again, if you keep doing the same thing and keep getting the same results, then you need to start looking at your strategy and change it. Ask God to lead people in your life that can help you elevate your mind in a conversation, a seed, a deed, or a need. Go further Mm. than what you used to going further with. Try something different that you've never tried. If you've never gone mm-hmm. anywhere by yourself, go somewhere by yourself. Sit in a park by yourself. Turn off the television sometimes and turn off your phone and sit down and really see, can you be by yourself? Yes. And then you'll begin to know what's really going on around you because my daughter used to get mad, and I hear a lot of people get mad when I tell you this, and I tell people this, you are who you hang around. And if you look around and you start seeing a mess, I'm sorry. Whether it's me or anybody else, there's a mess there. Uh Look around the company that you're keeping. Look around Uh what you're watching on television. Look around. If Uh you ain't got the television on, some people might say, I don't watch all that television. I ain't on social media. What's your thoughts? What are you thinking when you are by yourself? Are you thinking about the glory of God elevating you to the next level, seeing yourself being successful, Mm -hmm. doing great things in the land, sowing and tithing, helping people that are less fortunate, educating people if he gave you the gift of educating people? But some of you out there, God has given the gift to sow the seeds, and you want all the seed for yourself. Mm -hmm. You don't want to help anybody else. So true. And I'm going to tell you something. You think that you can't be stagnated? You can. Because even on the level that you think you're on, there's always a higher level than that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and and just as what you just said, just to echo what you just said, never think that you've arrived, okay? Because maybe you got to that destination, but there's another destination ahead. So you still haven't arrived. You got to that place, but now let's go on to the next place. Let's just keep it going. You you can never learn too much. Why? Because there's always more to learn. And you can never study God's word too much because there's always more to see of who he is. We will never, ever, ever get to the depth and the core of all that God encompasses because we can't, because he's an, is no end to him. So you cannot learn everything about him because as soon as you think you're there, then there's something else. 
and and the beauty of who he is is that he's hidden himself for you so that you will go after him and he rewards you when you go after him by revealing something else of him it's like a a great giant treasure hunt and every time you learn something else of the Lord, you will learn something else about yourself, and you'll get that nugget of treasure. But then there's another nugget behind the next wall or the next door for you to unlock and to get to. So you will never finish uncovering the vastness of who God is and never forget you were created in his image and in his likeness. So the more you learn of him, the more you learn of yourself and the more available you become to him and the greater your use for him becomes. Your value, oh my goodness. Your value is as infinite as your God because he is the one that placed value on you. It's not you. It's not what value you have in your society says about you. It is how God perceives you. What is the value he has placed upon you? And when you get to that place where, oh, my God, I I have a glimpse of who I am. I have a glimpse of how God desires to use me. And then he'll flip that script and show you something else. So you never get bored. You know, it never ends. It's like, you know, you just go from, as the word tells you, from faith to faith and from glory to glory. So never think you, you, you oh, I've arrived, I'm there. Because society will tell you if you have a big house, some money in the bank, and a nice car, and some good clothes, and some jewelry, you've arrived. No, you haven't. You haven't even scratched the surface. Why? Because none of that is going with you. None of that is really part of your true legacy that you leave behind for your children. Because you you can have a fat bank account, you can die today, and it's gone tomorrow. Okay? Your children are not going to value things the way you value them. They're not going to see the sentimental ties and situations and things that you see because those are things that you have. They're creating different sentimental things and values. Your legacy is what you pour into them, inside of them. That's why I started out the show saying how important it is that we pour in value into our siblings and our our babies, our children, our grandchildren. I I got a great-grandbaby running around my house now. What am I instilling into them? Am I telling them how stupid they are and that they don't have any self-worth and you just like your daddy or you just like your mama, you worthless, you dumb, you're this, you're that? Amen. So that they keep hearing Amen. that and especially in those formative years when they're learning about life and that's what they're or are you teaching them that you'll never get ahead, you'll never accomplish nothing, we live in the project, my mama lived in the project, you going to be in the projects too? Amen. What are you instilling in them? Are you teaching them that, you know, just just get through high school. Don't worry about college. Just get through high school and you've accomplished something. Or are you training them up in the way that they should go so that when they're old, they will not depart from it? How do you do that? You do that by training them up in the word of God, not beating them over the head with the Bible. Amen. Training them up in the word of God. There is a difference. If you train them up in an atmosphere of praise and worship, train them up seeing your faith in action, train them up seeing God at work in your life, that will have far greater implications than you telling them all the time they're sinning and going to hell. We all know when we're doing something wrong. You don't have to beat me over the head all the time about my wrong. I know I'm wrong. But if you love me through my wrong and show me a better way, show me a better way, then I can come up out of my wrong and aspire to that better way. But if all you're doing is talking down to me and beating me up about everything, I have shut down. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear about your God because if your God is as mean as you are, why would I want to have any part of him? That's powerful. Man says right there, stop. Stop right there. 
See, we are, we have to wake up right there. We go to church. Some of us go to church every Sunday. Some of us pop God out of our mouth every Monday through Sunday. And then we can be mean as the devil. We're not nice. We're not kind. Again, when God looks down, does he see his image in you? Do you sit there and love his children? See, we get so caught up in they're gay or they're lesbian or they're this or they're they're black or they're white or they're this or they're that. That's not for you. That's not for you to judge. God said he's love. See, a lot of people don't want to hear this part. God is love. And people don't realize it, but that has a lot to do with your value. What are you spearing out? What are you sowing into the land? God gives us all, I believe, when we're born, seed to harvest. What are you doing and how are you harvesting your seed? I've been wrong before. I've harvested good seed. And then at a point in my life, I didn't harvest good seed. But I thank God for even in my mess and even in my, in my lowest of lows. And, I, and I, I've sold, I've speared out some pretty nasty things. That I, mm-hmm. I, be, I remember now that I, I'm not so happy about. But one thing I know mm-hmm. is now I take what I have and I begin to try. I do everything I can to sow good seed. I realize that I've done wrong. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I, can't, I can't make that wrong right. I can by doing the right thing. Forgive me. I can't keep looking at that wrong. But I can keep what you looking can do towards my future to and today. Right. I don't want to go back. I don't even want to go back. And that's what's happening a lot of times. When we sit down and we start reflecting, we stay too long. You're not supposed to reminisce on the past like that. What are you thinking about today in your world? How are you? And this is what I say to people. Again, you don't know your value because you don't know, you don't know your relationship with God. And If you did, like my sister said at the beginning and in the middle of the show, knowing God is knowing your value and what you place yourself upon. If you want to look at the world and think it's about the long hair or the designer clothes, and that's cool. I believe in my heart. God does bless his children with good gifts. If the devil can bless his children with gifts to keep them bound, how much more? Well, your God in heaven that's created up that devil can do for you. So I'm tired of people thinking because people that serve God and in church and they drive nice cars and houses that they just, they're they're the devil. No, you're the devil for thinking that. You know what's sad? A lot of times we're still so stuck in our world and where we are because of what other people have spoke over our lives. Did you ever think for a moment that they didn't know or they didn't know better? They only did what they did because they had only what they had to do what they had to do it with. And we don't know what happened before we got there, what happened to them before that point. See, that's what we talk that's about right. generational curses. This is how it begins. Who is going to be the one? We said it once before on the show, and I'm going to say it again. Who's going to be the one to step in and say enough is enough? Just like what my sister just said. I have great grandkids. But see, before when I was out there in the world, I didn't know better to speak life and life more abundantly. I didn't know better to love unconditionally. I didn't know better, but now I do. So when you start knowing things, don't you do better? To know better is to do better. You know what I'm saying to you? And that's all it is. That's all it's about that. If you sit there, listen to this. You got a cell phone. You got a laptop. It's always updates on it, especially the newer technology. Don't do the updates on the phone and see what happened. See, a lot of times you got to take the pictures that you had from eight years ago and transfer them onto another disk so you can clear up some gigabytes and some more storage so you can add new things on it. If you don't, it crashes. You'll wind up having to buy a new. Unfortunately, life is not where if you crash, you can start. Yes, it is. See, my spirit just told me that because I was going to say, unfortunately, you can't. But God say every day that you live, Every day that you wake up, if you made a mistake yesterday, take today and do better, not to do the same thing you did yesterday. So you can be renewed every day. You can be renewed in Christ. Forgive yourself every day. Before you lie down, ask God to forgive you and ask those if you wrong someone to forgive you so that your God in heaven may forgive you or your trespasses, your iniquities. And that's how you start anew. 
Then live today as it is your first. If you weren't happy yesterday, you were depressed. Strive today to be in a better mood and look around and be grateful for what you have. Yeah, you might not have the most expensive things in your house or you may not have the most expensive house on the hill, but aren't you grateful you got a house? You could be sleeping Mm -hmm. under a bridge. You don't even have to have a bridge to even sleep up under because what people don't know is even when you're homeless, there's rules. Police now don't let you sleep in certain places. Aren't you glad that you got heat in the winter? Aren't you glad that you got air in the summer? Aren't you glad that when you wake up, you may not have all that hair, but guess what? He gave you a personality. He gave you strength. Wake up with that and go with God. Aren't you glad you may not can afford to get your nails done? But guess what, everybody? The dollar stores do serve nail polish. You can get you some fingernail files, nail polish, and some clear. Do your own nails. Mm. Make yourself look good. Stop waiting on somebody to give you something to hand you down something before you feel great about yourself. Get up off your lazy butt and go get it for yourself. Stop expecting people to bring it to you, give it to you, serve it to you on a platter. We've all had bad things happen to us. We've all had things and transgressions that we're sorry about. But guess what? Today is a new day, and this is the day that you get up and you be happy and be glad in it. How is it? No, I've had bad things happen to me. I can sit here right now and write a book and tell you about what I got going on alone. But guess what? Yesterday I may have been a little off balance, but today I'm better. Tomorrow going to be, if he allowed me to live, better than it was today. So that's what you strive for. No, it's not easy every day to keep your mind straight in the situation that you're in. But let me tell you something. There's somebody out there that wish they had your life. They wish that they had it because their life is worse than where you are. You may think right now I'm in a one-bedroom, two-bedroom. My car ain't the best. Well, guess what? We all got to start somewhere. I didn't have raggedy cars and cars breaking down on me, cars taking off on me on the freeway when I hit the, the gas pedal because my um, – clutch and everything, everything got stuck. I didn't been there before, crying and wondering when my day will come, when I can drive a decent piece of transportation that don't give me troubles. Well, guess what? Every day that you live, there's ups and there's downs. But the thing is, it's not how you fall down, people. We all fall down sometimes. It's how fast you get back up and ask God to recover you. You don't have time. We in a race. You need to see. And the race is time. Every day that you live unhappy or every day that you base your worthiness on what you have in your house or what you drive or your clothes. Every day. I'm not telling you don't feel good about yourself. I'm not telling you to go out and buy nice clothes. I'm not telling you to go out if you got good money to go out and buy you something nice to live in. I'm not telling you that. But what I am telling people is don't go out there and put yourself in debt. That's stupid. Just to try mm. to prove to somebody else that you got it going on. Don't go out there and charge somebody a credit card. Really care less. <laughs> right. And you know what? And the same person that you think that you're trying to prove something to, you're absolutely right. They ain't even looking at your life. They moving on and worried mm-hmm. about themselves. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, they could care less. You're so busy thinking. It's it's that song. That song. You're so vain. I bet you think this song is about you. Okay, you better come you're on. so okay. caught up in yourself that you think that everybody's watching you and everybody cares what you're doing. People are too worried about what they're doing, okay? And if we would shift our mindset and get into that place of, Lord, how am I perceiving you in my life and how are you viewing me with the life that I'm living? Forget what everybody else is thinking, because I promise you, if you are being pleasing unto God, somebody got an issue with you. Somebody thinks you think you're more than that. Somebody thinks that you have something that you should not have. Somebody thinks that you're, you think you're more than who you really should be. Somebody is going to have an issue with you. Why? Because they have an issue with your Lord. 
So if they had an issue with the master, how do you not think that they won't have issues with the servants or the children? If they had an issue with the father, how do you think that they're not going to have an issue with you? Get your eyes off of what people are thinking. Put your mind, your heart, and your soul into what God is thinking, what God has said, what God is calling you to. Yes, yes, yes. Shift your mind. Yes, yes, in Jesus' name, yes. I'm just praying in the name of Jesus that we got, it's people, we running out of time. I can't, Mm. I can't, as the words say, stress enough to tell you what the enemy is stealing from a lot of people is your time. It's so easy Mm. now to look up. I'm like, dang, I'm almost a senior dang citizen. And, I, mm-hmm. man, I look mm-hmm. back down, I'm going, where did the 30 years go? How fast mm-hmm. they went. Read Ecclesiastics. Read it. And it tells you how we toil for things. I hear people, please hear me, people. I'm not mad. I'm not, it's your life. But two jobs is the devil. Two jobs to try to keep up for what? On what level you think what? A lot of times we claiming things and speaking things out of our mouths that we won't. And then we go and name it and claim it and go out and get it. And God never even said, go get it. All right. Now you're indebted. You're crying for him to help you. We need to, you know, so bad, I promise you. I look back on my life and I go, man, I should have wrote a couple of books by now. Um, I should have been here by now. Please hear me, people. I do this. I wake up sometimes. I'm off balance. And then I get to crying and going, Lord, help me. Okay, okay, I, I, you know, what you need to ask God is to help you with your time management at the time he's given you on earth. And ask him to mm. teach you the number of your days that you can be able to have wisdom and live them wisely. And don't get caught up with the things of this world. Yes, I'm, if anybody would tell you, I love beautiful things. I love furniture. I, I love beautiful cars. I love beautiful clothes. I love hair. I, I do. I really do. But I don't want to love him more than I love God. And I don't want to get so caught up that when he comes that I'm off base. And when he comes to yeah. me, I'm so caught up worrying about how I look like on the outside that I didn't get the inside mm. together. And all I can mm. tell people all the time is I see life and I see how fast it goes. And it's like I'm on a train and that locomotion is going down that track. Mm-hmm. And I don't have time to get caught up in some mess that I got caught up with five years ago. One year ago, mm. five five days ago, let alone. Mm. I don't have time to keep making the same mistakes that I made when I was young. I don't have that time. So all okay. I ask God is, you know what, Father? I want to be a spiritual ninja that I can see of what's really going on and tip around the things that I should because I ain't got no business dwelling over here or dwelling over there. If I ain't made, If I ain't had what I thought or perceived as being a minister or a pulpit in my mind. You you know, we, we think God tells us we're going to minister, and because we ain't in the pulpit of our choice or the church of our choice, we think that we don't have a gift to minister. You ever thought that God mm. wanted you to use what you have if you can minister? You sit up in line in the grocery store and don't even want to talk to the person next in line to you, let alone Glory. say anything about God. You go to church and pastor say, let's fellowship, get up, everybody. Hold hands and hug each other. You go to the same people. You scared to go out of your room and go hug somebody different or new. We so uh, used to judging people as people come to church. You ever think that women come to church looking like that? Not because they trying to be a hoochie, because they don't know better. Maybe God tends to you uh, to go to that church so you can start a ministry on how to teach, treat, teach young ladies how to dress and be appropriate before God. See, we go and uh, we go with our night nice suits on, sitting on the deacon board, thinking we look good just so we can say we're a deacon. But what are you doing when you leave that church? What are you serving? How are you serving? Do you go home and talk crazy uh, to your wife and your kids uh, and then come back on Sunday and look good before everybody? Well, then I'm I'm saying something to you. You're doing a disservice, and your disservice is before God. See, what I'm telling people is keep it real, people. That's what the show is all about. I'm the first to be the partaker and tell you I'm not perfect. Nor am I human. But what I do want is spiritual perfection to get closer to God. So when he plucks my flower and he calls me home, that he can say, 
well done, serving a job well done. I want to know that I have a special place in heaven and with my heavenly father that when I leave here, I know it's so much greater than it is here. Some of us are looking for our kingdom here on earth, and our kingdom is to come in heaven. Ask yourself, what have you done with the seeds that God has given you to sow into the land? What value have you placed on those seeds for yourself and not for God? Amen. Amen, amen. Wow. That that said a mouthful. That said a mouthful, seriously. You know, all that has been said is just it keeps leading back to the same thing. You value yourself because of the value that God has placed on you. Man cannot give you your value. Your value comes from God. Are we here to encourage each other? Yes, we are. Are we here to enhance each other? Yes, we are. But to complete each other? No. We are complete in God. In God. I know the line in Jerry Maguire sounded really good, and you complete me and all of that. No. God completes you. So if you never have a spouse, you are yet complete in who you are because God created you complete. He created you complete. Now, when he has need for two to become one and he brings the two of you together, then there is an enhancement to each other. But you are complete in God. So never think that because you are unmarried or... um, because you may be a barren woman and don't have children, or even a barren man. You may not have children or whatever, so you are less than because society says you are. That's a lie from the pit of hell. You are complete in God. You were created in God. You have purpose in God. Your value is in God. Amen. 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 Some of you may have a child right now that's gone astray. And this is not what you thought in your world or your life that you had planned for him or her. But stop looking at it as being your mistake and give them to God. Because God can take the very thing that you look at as a mistake and turn it around. He said he will allow your enemies to become your footstool. And he will turn it around with the enemy sent up against you for bad and turn it around for your good. Stop looking for women. You out there and you want to have a baby and you have it. That doesn't define you as who you are as a woman. A lot of you, like my sister said earlier about a husband or a wife you've been waiting for a while, easy for you to say you guys are married. But please sit down and talk to us. We'll allow you to know the stories about being married. People know, I want you to know I love my husband, but it's not as easy as said than done. So, you know, it's a lot to being more than just a wife and dreaming about it or thinking about Cinderella or keep watching it because it's more than this, that. So, you know, we're on our jobs right now. Ask God to use you, how he feels fit to use you where you are, so that he can elevate you in his time, not yours. Because a lot of times we think it's, I, I've done it. I'm, I'm very anxious. Okay, Lord, you, you okay, you, you're taking too long. I'm getting ready to do this thing. I just thank God for loving mm. God to know how stupid his children can be sometimes, and he saves us from ourselves. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. I love you, everybody. Thank you for seeing past yes. our stupidity. <laughs> yes. Yes, and ask God. Hallelujah. I remember my godmother said, and I'm going to say again, ask God to save us. Ask God to save you and your loved ones. Save you from yourself. A lot of times we blame the devil, and it's ourselves, the inner me. We keep saying it's the enemy, but it's the inner me, the inner you. Yes. Look what's inside yourself, and that's the hardest thing to do. And it's okay to accept responsibility, but guess what you do once you realize? You forgive yourself because God already has. Mm. For there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. I love you guys. Bless bless. God. We love you, love you, love you. It is, we're at the end of the show. We pray that you have been blessed on this afternoon. I have. I thank God for just, you know, motivating us to see who we are in him. I think that's an incredible, incredible thing. I I pray that your week will be highly blessed and favored of God, and we are back on track, so we will be with you, same God time, same God channel, next week, the Lord willing. Uh, God bless you. Love you, sis. I love you, beautiful.
Let's keep it real.